0: This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, your weekly download on the market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. Joining us in this episode, Attorney Jonathan Holfinger, Chief Operating Officer at Northwest Title in Columbus, Ohio. Jonathan shares how he built his company in an ever-changing market. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Uh, Before we talk about the title insurance industry, maybe tell us about yourself and why you decided to pursue a career in the legal field.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brian. I can't say that I have a a wonderful backstory on how I got into law school. It was more about what I didn't want to do, I suppose, at the time. Um, Being a college athlete, I didn't think a whole lot about what I was going to do after college. And my dad, who was not a lawyer, but a professional had said, no, maybe you should consider law school. And I thought, eh, I don't really want to be a lawyer. I don't want to have to go to court and do all that. But he said, no, you know, just take the LSAT. You might find out that uh, there are other careers in, in law. So I said, okay, I took the LSAT, did fairly well, and decided that maybe I would get into like sports and law. So I went to law school with that in mind, but being as naive as I was, it sort of turned out that you have to be tops in your class and in columbus ohio there weren't a lot of professional sports franchises that i could latch on to and it just it kind of became something that i realized wasn't really a true goal of mine and i managed to just find work in small law firms locally and my parents had been small business owners and i kind of realized I, i fell into that realm of juggling a lot of different things wearing a lot of hats Uh, at small law firms. And so that's kind of where I got my bearings as far as deciding to be a a
0: small business owner. Now, tell us about that first law firm you worked in, because I know they they had their own title agency operations. So that's where you were first exposed to this, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So right after law school, I I got a job. I switched law firms and, and the new one had about five lawyers, a couple other employees, and they just formed a joint venture title agency. And this was back at the end of 2002, 2003, when the refi boom was hitting. And so they were as busy as could be and brought me in. And, and this kind of funny story, I'd never been to a closing or you know, anything. I was pretty green. And on day one, I said, well, what's, what's a closing like? And then on day two, they literally said, well, well, we don't have anyone to cover this refi closing. Why don't you do it? and uh, i remember sweating profusely through the whole closing wondering <laughs> you know what i didn't know and how uncomfortable that all was but it, it was sort of a, a a good marker for my experience there where i just I, I i was thrown into the deep end i had to figure it out i had to ask questions i had to do research um and eventually as things kind of grew and evolved and changed uh that firm and and title agency weren't really heading in the right direction so I decided I was going to just find my own way, um, and decided to leave and start my own law firm. and And it took me about nine months, but eventually I was able to start my own title agency. And then that's kind of where things really, you know, got going
0: for me. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate to that being uh, out of the frying pan into the fire type of thing that happens a lot in the real estate business. And talk about opening your own law firm. And I guess shortly after you, I guess you got your bearings with the law firm. You decide to. Uh, include title services as well. Why'd you do that?
1: Well, when I was at the firm that had the joint venture title company, I realized that some of my skills were in relation to developing processes, workflows, um, working in software systems. And as much as, you know, I, I sort of enjoyed problem solving as a lawyer, I really, that wasn't my favorite thing to do. And I had represented some clients and we did other legal work like debt collection and civil uh, litigation. And I, I didn't really enjoy a whole lot of that. So um, I knew that I wanted to do some legal work, but I had a lot of experience in, in collections and real estate transactions, which are two totally different things. So when I hung out my shingle, so to speak, I, w- I was literally taking the knowledge that I had learned by representing some debt collection agencies at the firm and decided, well, I, I can run a system that way and hire people to do the debt collection work. I don't actually have to do it. So that might be a good business model. And then I knew I really enjoyed real estate transactions. And so I thought, okay, well, let's see how that goes. And I maybe could build a title agency because I saw how theirs was and it wasn't, wasn't great. And so I thought, you know, I might be able to to do this one better. It took a while because, you know, I had to pay the bills. I could get legal clients in the door. And it took me about two years to figure out that if I wanted to create a title agency that was truly successful and a business entity that was bigger than just myself, I needed to really devote time to that. So I cut back on practicing law and started doing the things that I would do if I were just a 100% title agency owner, like sales. And so I got more involved in, in the realty community, went to real estate association meetings, and just generally tried to use the law degree and the law license as a sales tool to help drive more business to the title agency. And then I, I started seeing uh, faster growth and hired a lot of people in that second and third year. And then shortly after that, started adding other offices.
0: Let's park on that piece where you're growing the company initially and talk about that because, I mean, you're wearing a lot of hats that, you know, you you weren't wearing, then you're wearing them. I know now you've got a lot of people on staff, but what was that period like when you're growing the business? Because working a lot, obviously a lot of folks can relate to this, but talk us through what that process was like.
1: Yeah, so... It's funny because I, I think I was naive enough to think I could do it, but but also sort of, you know, stubborn enough to think, oh, I need to understand every piece of this. And I, I know people said, well, you should outsource, you know, this or that, outsource IT or outsource marketing or, you know, whatever. And I remember thinking, well, I don't even know how to go about outsourcing this or or if I do, I feel like I'm paying so much money. So. I probably went about it the hard way, which is trying to learn every aspect of running a business on my own. So, you know, I, I would design my, my own logo and and brand things and sort of, I remember at one point I, I outsourced a little bit of that to, to a logo design company and I didn't like the results and I ended up tweaking it and making it my own. Um, and that was kind of where it went with a lot of different things. And as far as IT went, I, I wore that hat all the time, troubleshooting software, and I, I just learned how to become an expert in a lot of the areas of the business, which served me well later as, as we grew. And I, I was able to kind of oversee the operational side behind the scenes. Um, but in general, you know, when you wear all those hats and you're in a small business, it's really hard to grow. And, and I've seen that happen with a lot of other lawyers that are bogged down with problem solving. They have to answer all the questions. They get all the phone calls from the realtors and the lenders and their staff. And so how could you do both? And, I suppose I didn't really have much of a glamorous story in that sense. It was during the economic downturn. And, and really I just worked a ton of hours. Um, you know, it was like all of the operational stuff that I needed to do to grow the business. Uh, I did after nine to five, you know, so I worked a ton of nights and weekends. Um, and, you know, looking back, I'm not sure how I did it. Uh, Cause I went eight years without taking a vacation and just literally I can remember uh, opening new offices and I was assembling furniture, you know, desks and things at like midnight in, in these offices just to get things going and to hire people. And, you know, so it was, it was a labor of love for sure. Um, for many years, just trying to find ways to be successful. But I suppose at the same time, given the climate of real estate between 2007 and 2012, it it was a little bit of desperation. You know, it was a little bit of fear, you know, that I got to work harder than everybody else to make this thing work. Um, and so that was kind of the, those in, that initial, you know, seven to 10 years was all about just hard work and figuring out how to do it.
0: And that's exactly what everyone needs to hear is the secret to success is no secret, right? It's a lot of hard work after <laughs> hours and right? so on. And that's what you did. So the next question is you get through that period and you're growing the business. You're seeing the success. At what point did you decide to expand beyond uh, the initial footprint and take on other offices and other markets, because that's a whole nother, it's not a whole nother jump. That's a leap.
1: Yeah. Well, it wasn't really by design. And I suppose, you know, accidental growth happens too. And and my philosophy was really about being opportunistic. Um, and, and I think part of that was born from the, the nature of the market. But I realized that if I was going to be successful, I didn't have the the money, so to speak, backing me to just go do whatever I wanted and be strategic about it. It was more about, okay, I'm going to be successful if I hire the right people or I have the right opportunities with clients that present themselves. And a situation like that happened back in, I think it was late 2007, 2008 countrywide home loans before they went under had an office in Columbus where my home base was. And they also had an office down about an hour South and I met one of the guys, and he invited me to come in and present uh, what, what I was doing at one of their team meetings. Went in, and afterwards, after I did the presentation, a couple of loan officers came up to me and said, "Hey, do you do business down in this county, Jackson County?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, of course. You know, that's that's in Ohio. I, yeah, I can handle that." And they said, "Great, this title agency just went out of business down there, and we're struggling to find people that can do business there." And They said, you know, I mean, what are your fees going to be? And I said, oh, well, just send me what they normally charge you and I'll see if I can keep it close. We'll figure something out. And I had to go back to my office and Google where the heck Jackson County was because I'd never been there. And it turned out it was about an hour and 40 minute drive door to door. And they literally sent me an order in, in Jackson County. And that was sort of my first foray into Southern Ohio. And one thing led to another. I started getting more business, had to hire somebody down in that market to do the closings for me. And then once I got that guy on board, the loan officers and realtors were happy with us and they said, no, you should really hire this person that lives here as an escrow officer. They do great work. We love her. And so, you know, I was able to get in touch with her and she was unhappy with where she was at. And everybody, I think, was a little bit scared back then in 2008 about what was happening in the marketplace. And I don't know. She took a leap of faith and, and, you know, jumped ship there, came over with my company. And that was really the key to building one of our foundational offices in Southern Ohio. And then we've since then added four other offices in that small sort of sub region that covers about 12 counties. So now we have five offices in that area and have kind of dominated the market share, but it comes from hiring the right people in those markets that are local because, you know, we do retail title insurance sales. So it's, you know, we've got to sell to realtors and loan officers, local banks and all that type of stuff, even local attorneys. So, yeah, really, it's just, it's about finding the right people. And for me, it just kind of was opportunity, you know, people uh, creating them on my behalf. And then I just would do what I needed to do to make it happen.
0: And even with the great people and local markets, you do have challenges with this business model, right? I mean, you're not in one market, so you've got to cover You know, several markets and maybe address that because that's a little different than maybe some business models.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. And I think that, you know, maybe properly capitalized companies that are going to strategically go after uh, larger markets like Columbus and Cincinnati and Dayton, for example, to name three in in the southern half of the state, you know, they're going to say, well, we want to stick to those markets because the volumes are higher and all of that. Well, that's also where the competition is higher. And so I, I went where there there was the path of least resistance. Um i had read a book, I, I can't remember the name, but I think it was like Red Ocean, Blue Ocean. And the idea was try to go somewhere different. And title insurance, I mean, we all do the same thing. It's it, You can't really reinvent the wheel there, but I went where it was Blue Ocean. There wasn't a lot of competition and where there was, they were slow, they didn't run a good business model. It was kind of the old school attorney approach. And I was able to come in and pick up clients rather quickly because of our speed and, and ability to communicate effectively. So that was great, but I soon realized that I couldn't as a one man band managing several offices and, you know, 15, 20 people, how was I going to do that when I had to drive an hour, hour and a half between all these offices? And so, you know, obviously my personal life was taking a toll and, and I was trying to figure out, all right, how am I going to, support this growth and I needed to find the right managers. And I went through a phase of trying to hire management to create more hierarchy in my company. And I, you know, frankly, just failed at that. I I don't think I had the best processes to recruit talent at the time. And I had a lot of people that could work files, but they couldn't manage others working files and sort of take things off my plate. And so that's when I, you know, I got this opportunity where another title agency owner we had about 40 employees at the time I had around 30, 35, they were a little bigger and uh, more established. And they said, Hey, you know, we like what you're, what you're doing here. Well, let's talk, let's figure out a way to work together. And after about a year, we realized that we were on the same path, same, you know, uh, sort of, ethics, same business philosophy. And we decided that we were going to merge our companies together. And, and, you know, that, that way I was able to really get that management in and structure it properly. So we could support our offices being all over the state, having two and three person offices wasn't the easiest thing to
0: do. And that's a whole nother ball game right there, merging two companies. I mean, so this didn't happen overnight. I mean, this this, this took some time, a lot of discussion, right? Getting yeah. to know each other and walk us through that process because I mean, that all by itself could have been disaster for not only your, for both of your companies, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And it, well, fortunately for us, we kind of had matching footprints. I had managed to grow offices outside of the Columbus. I had one in Columbus, but I became sort of this Southern Ohio title company And they were the well-established title company in Columbus. And so we didn't really directly compete for clients, which I guess lent itself to joining forces because there wasn't really a major issue or stigma attached to one or the other one of us. People in Southern Ohio didn't really know Northwest. And then, you know, the people in Columbus that had heard of Arrow I don't think they really had a bad impression of us and, and, you know, they knew we were newer and younger that kind of thing. And, and, and partly that's what they were looking for in the merge. I mean, we had sort of our agendas. I needed to grow, have more established uh, back office operational staff, management level people. And, and, you know, Scott, my business partner was looking for a company that was going to be proactive and forward thinking and be good with technology and stuff like that. So we we went through all of our needs, so to speak, and they aligned. And it was at the same time that ALTA best practices was coming out and we were hearing word that, you know, lenders were going to start cutting out title agencies because they were going to have to you know, verify all this information. So we were very concerned about data security and our processes and procedures. And, and I remember at the time being very driven by that, thinking that the title industry was going to go through a major change. In hindsight, it didn't really change all that much, but at the time that was one of those driving forces. So we, we're able to kind of go in together and get all new servers and really upgrade our software systems and uh pool our resources together. So that, that all sounded good and it was positive, but I'll tell you, it took us, I mean, I want to say probably 18 months. And again, they were 40 to 45 people. I think I had 33 at the time of merge. And it took us 18 months to feel like we were one company and those first six months were rough <laughs> because <laughs> nobody wanted to sort of change anything and do anything new. And they were all scared. And you know, that, that classic expression of who moved my cheese. Right. So, yeah. you know, you, you try to teach old dogs, new tricks in the title business. Sometimes it doesn't go over particularly well, but once we established a, 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 and focused on culture, and that was really the key of it. We, we really had to focus on who we were as a company and where we were going. And If people didn't want to grow and change and learn, then maybe they weren't a good fit for us because that's what we were about. So, you know, redoing our values and mission statement and all of that, and then really trying to permeate that into how we conducted meetings and, and different things we did really started the traction. And and so, it, like I said, for those that are looking to join forces with another company, it will not come without obstacles and hurdles, and it it will take a fair amount of time to get to where you hoped it would be.
0: Let's take a look forward now. Where do you see opportunity in your markets and your business model?
1: Yeah, so I guess to say to look forward, I'd catch you up to where we've been, right? So A couple years ago, I realized that we had an opportunity to add a lot of small local attorney owned title companies, you know, two, three person offices in, you know, secondary and tertiary counties around the uh, state. And so. As a result of that, we had to figure out how to make this structure be a little bit of a plug and play where we could add them in as a branch, but yet utilize our back office escrow accounting and operations and IT and HR and those sorts of things to allow them to focus on business development and client communication. And we tried it a couple different ways and sort of learned some things from those experiences. And so we redid how we handle our accounting and we sort of restructured some things and had turnover in our HR and IT and and those sorts of back office departments. And we really were positioning ourselves for that next level of growth. How are we going to grow quickly? And so first we had to clean up our back office and then last year and year before it was all about the marketing and sales side where we refreshed the look in several of our offices. We added some new offices and you know, that we kind of went for a little bit more of the wow factor. How can we create a better closing experience? Um, and we're always working on on that every time we get a new lease somewhere. We really tried to focus a little bit more on how it felt to close with us, how our offices looked, both for our staff, what was their workspace, but obviously a lot more on what was the experience when someone was coming into our office for a closing. And all I can say is it worked. I mean, 2019 was the best year we've had by far. 2020 is starting off hot. Obviously, interest rates are great, but our order counts are are much higher than we would have even anticipated with a moderate amount of growth. So a lot of those combined efforts are working. And we just acquired another title company in the Cincinnati market, similar to what I was describing earlier. And we have two others that we're entertaining right now. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity to grow by bringing sort of the old school small title agency into the year 2020 with technology and and seamless integration and, and that doesn't come without pain points and a lot of work to try to change people's habits but we're working through that one right now it's ongoing and, and i think there's a lot of positives that can come out of that type of business model even though it's challenging it's it's one way to do it and and consolidate people to have a lot of knowledge in the industry but maybe just don't have the best business model themselves
0: and thanks to jonathan holfinger at northwest title in ohio for joining us And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit wfgagent.com.